Park Park, and welcome to the Far Strider podcast, also on YouTube. The other day, I put out on my Instagram channel, at Far Strider, follow me, I'm ridiculous, it's pathetic, and uh, I don't know, we do fun things in the story like what we're gonna talk about today. So, the other day in my story, I threw up a question. Who's got questions about my porn experience? My experience doing porn, whatever, whatever you want to know, ask me anything. So, I threw this question up, who's got questions about my porn experience? And I got questions, y'all. I got Lots of questions. Bark, bark, bark. Without further ado, let's just jump right into these questions. So the first question, I've always wanted to get into porn. Is it weird having cameras watching? Well, um, not for me. Um, but then, I mean, I've... This wouldn't be my first time on camera. Um, I've been doing Instagram Lives, and I've been doing my uh, YouTube videos, and before that, I was also, you know, on occasion filming myself, um, filming my own sex. Uh, you know, amateur porn is the thing. Um, and so, on the one hand, yeah, it could totally be super awkward, especially for someone who's not used to the camera. Um, but I think this really comes down to a personal thing. Um, for me, not weird at all. Not weird in the slightest. Um, I like being on camera. Maybe you've noticed. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got that exhibitionist side of me. So it's kind of like, you know, camera just means more people are watching. And for me, that's just you know, hot. <laughs> bark. So, uh, no, it wasn't weird for me to have cameras watching, um, because it wouldn't be the first time. I have an XTube channel for a reason, and now a YouTube channel, and I do stupid weird shit on Instagram all the time. So, bark. For me, not weird, not weird at all. Um, you know. Question number two. What was the best part of it? Um, honestly, the best part of it was getting railed. <laughs> um, no, like, so if you're going to be doing porn, you really just need to know yourself. Um, I like sex. I like sex a lot. And so having sex is a lot of fun. It's not just an emotional thing for me. It's also just a fun physical activity where I can really just enjoy connecting with a friend in a new way. Maybe it's a new friend. Maybe it's not a brand new friend. Maybe, uh, you know, whatever the situation, I enjoy sex. And so for me, porn um, was just... In this case, an opportunity to have sex with an existing friend. Um, and, oh my god, it was woof. Oh, he's such a good top. Or, no, really, he's such a good top. Oh my gosh. So, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Um, and, yeah, the best part was getting just pounded into oblivion. Woof. Um... But kind of to tag on to that, because there were a few things that kind of all compete right up there with that um, uh, for me. And so I would say in addition to the whole like, oh, my God, getting pounded was so hot, um, which it was. But um, I really I got lost completely in the moment um, in the best possible way in that I wasn't paying attention to our cameraman. I wasn't paying attention to the lights or anything else going on in the room. It was just, I got lost in that moment where I was just focused on my partner in that moment and just 
enjoying thoroughly enjoying having the best time with him. Um, and so it was super fun, super incredible. It was a really hot experience. And um, yeah, just, I mean, bonus, it got filmed and I didn't have to film or edit it. That's, that's actually a pretty good thing. <laughs> that, that's a pretty, pretty awesome bonus too. I, I'm just going to say. <laughs> Bark. Okay, next. Did you have difficulties performing in front of all the people behind the camera? Well, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, as I mentioned, I'm a bit of an exhibitionist. <laughs> you couldn't tell from my Instagram and well, I guess Tumblr isn't really so. Um, no, I, I'm, a, I'm, you could call me an exhibitionist. No, it wasn't weird at all having people watch. That just adds to the hotness, but, um, in all honesty, I got so lost in the moment that I kind of forgot our director cameraman was there filming us um, because, uh, yeah, it, it was I mean, there was some direction throughout the scene here and there. But for the most part, uh, what what they're really trying to capture at Stocky Dudes is a scene with two or more guys just really getting into it and going at it and having fun and. So unless they really are like, oh, hold on, we need to take a break and reset something or whatever, it's just kind of they want you to just go at it and be in it and enjoy it. And they want to capture that because that's hotter than, you know, guys who have to stop every five minutes like, OK, stop. We're going to change camera positions and reset for this other angle or something. Um I don't know if that's still a thing in porn, but I, I know in produced porn in back, you know, way back, uh, that used to be like the thing. They made it like a movie. And so there would be um, camera resets and lighting changes and, you know, all these fluffers in between scenes. And so we didn't really have that to deal with in this instance uh, with Stocky Dudes. And so it was just a really super fun, hot time. And I... Kind of totally forgot they were there, but uh, now and then when I did notice that our cameraman was there, I was just like, oh, yeah, that, that's even more of a turn on. <laughs> it, it helps that our cameraman director is hot. Woof. Woof. Uh, yeah. Okay, question number four. Bark, how was it and how did you get into it? Um, so, how was it? It, it was good. It was really good. Like, oh, my God, so good. Uh, yeah, no, the the sex was good. The entire experience was good. Uh, stocky dudes just they go out of their way to make sure that the men in their scenes are comfortable at all times, that they know that they can stop if they need to take a break if they need to, whatever they need to do. Uh, in the context of creating that scene, go and do. And so I was super comfortable, just super turned on, and uh, the sex was amazing. So it was, I it was a great time. It was a it it was hot. It was very hot. Uh, as for how I got into it, um, well, as much as I'd like to say I applied and I got called and then I went and did. Uh, in this case, actually, my scene partner, who's a friend of mine, um, just shot me a message one day. He was like, hey, uh, I'm doing this video. You want to come do one with me? I'm like, 
Uh, yes. Um, fun fact, I've been a fan of the Stocky Dudes website for mm, forever, basically since it launched, um, because cubs and bears and chubs and woof, woof, like... Uh, <laughs> I used to be this teeny tiny, like smaller than my pinky finger, like otter twink, um, just from medical condition, Crohn's disease. It was, it was really hard for me to put on any weight. And so I used to be just way too tiny. And a lot of the, the guys that I tend to have a preference for, um, or tend to be attracted to, uh, tend to be cubs and bears and chubbier guys and, you know, just woof. I mean, more cushion for the pushing. Uh-huh. Yes. Are also just mm, chubby butts. Sorry. Have to kind of daydream about nice chubby cubby butts. Woof. I love a nice, a nice bubbly cubby butt. Arr. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, uh, my my friend, scene partner, uh, basically messaged me, said, hey, you want to come make a video with me? And I was like, yes, yes. Where do I grab my coat? Um, well, I mean, it's not entirely true. I was actually like, uh, I think yes. A, can I sleep on it? And B, I'm just going to check in with my husband about this, make sure he's cool with it, because that's incredibly important. Like if you're if you're going to be doing porn um, and if you're in a relationship, uh, you need to make sure that who you're in a relationship with is OK with you doing this and supportive because it's important to have that support, um, not just because, well, if you're going to be having an open relationship or having sexual relations with other people, you should be upfront about that and talking about it and communicating and everybody should be on the same page. Um, but if you're going to be doing porn where you're then going to be exposed to um, lots of people, um, you know, I mean... I enjoy being in front of a lot of people. But if you're if you're going to be doing that in the context of porn and you want to be putting yourself out there in your body and sharing that with the world, um, it's important to have a support system behind you because um, it's it's a lot like any other sexual scene or headspace scene. There is a headspace to doing porn. Um, it's similar to an exhibitionist headspace. Um and so when you come down off of the 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 endorphins, the the sexual high of doing a scene, you want to have that support network there for aftercare um, and so that you have a loving place to go back to so that, you know, you can just feel support. And I'm very lucky that I have that. I have an incredible husband. Um, I also have an incredible uh, boyfriend in my pop brother Blitz. And I have an incredible network of friends, my alpha, um, a lot of our other friends, just like some of our best friends ever, uh, just super supportive of me engaging in porn and making a porn. And, you know, they're just kind of like, oh, my God, when can we watch? <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, now it's out. Um, but yeah. So anyways, um, 
Yeah, that's how I got into it. I slept on it. I talked to my husband about it. Uh, everybody was on board and okay with this. And so we just went from there and said, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do it when he messaged me at first, but I thought, you know, I should sleep on it. Just make sure I'm good with this. Like, you know, in the moment, sometimes you agree to a lot of things. And then later you're like, um, maybe not. But in this case, I slept on it and I came back to the idea first thing in the morning. And I thought, you know what? I'm down. And I checked it with my husband. I was like, hey, you know what? You said you're okay with this. Um, I'm good with this. I slept on it and I really want to do it. And he said, great, do it. Just you know, tell me where you're going to be and when and let me know when you're coming home. And that way I just I know you're safe and everything's good. And so, yeah, so that's how I got into it. Um, not some gay mafia moment or anything, just, you know, friends, right time, right place. Uh, literally, luckily, the right time. I've been so busy lately. It's hard to, to do a lot of things, but um that's something I've wanted to do for a long, long time. And I had such a great experience. I really look forward to hopefully more of that in my future. Bark. Um, let's see. And I, according to what I've heard, all of you really want to see more of that in my future as well. Okay. Next question. What was your goal for doing porn? Are you hoping more comes from it? Wink. I'm always hoping more comes from things. Uh-huh. Bark. <laughs> uh, what was my goal for doing porn? Uh, my primary goal was to do porn. Um, as I mentioned, I've this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And specifically, I've actually wanted to do for a long time on stocky dudes. So this was this was literally one of those oh my God, I can't believe this is happening moments where I was like, wow, something I've really wanted to do for a long time in basically exactly the scenario I imagined in that, you know, the the website I wanted to do it with, the uh, scenario I wanted to do kind of, um, I'll explain that, uh, and just an opportunity to do porn. I've I've wanted to do porn for forever and not just like the amateur stuff where I film it myself, edit it, put it up there on Xtube and it is what it is. Um, but like real someone else filming us, they've lit the scene, scene partner, you have fun and maybe make a few bucks on it and whatever. Um, and yeah, so I've just goal number one, I wanted to do porn. Uh, goal number two. Hi, I'm Pup Farstrider. More people know me now. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, really, my only goal was I wanted to do porn. And so I did porn. Um, side effects of that could be more exposure to more people. I get my message out there more, um, which hopefully people are understanding is all about love and inclusivity. And that puppy play is for everybody, everyone, puppy play for everyone. Um, and so, yeah, so that was, that was really, those were my goals with, um, with doing porn and that that's really all I wanted out of it. And I got that. Um, 
And yes, yes, I would very, very much like to do more porn. That was such a good experience. Um, I, I would I would love to do more. Yes, very much for stocky dudes or other websites. Um, yes, I, I want I want more of that. Next question. Were you nervous as much as you were excited? Um, yes and no. Um, so the yes is I was super excited at the opportunity and I said yes and went through all my preparations and everything and then went to the location to go do our scene. Um, as I was getting there, I was starting to get a little nervous, um, you know, normal nervous stuff, a uh, new sexual situation, um, just, you know, I'm going to be doing this thing and it's going to be super fun, but it's also a new experience. And there's always some nerves around that. Um, but I was getting a little nervous and then I got there and then uh, and my friend was there at the same time. And so we connected and just started chatting a bit and that started to put me at ease. And then I met the director, uh, who's also the cameraman for that scene. And he just put me at such ease. Um, not going to lie, it does help that he's attractive because, you know, then you're just suddenly like, oh, well, hi there. You're hello, woof. Um, that that's always a nice bonus. Um, so, yeah, it, it always helps when when you're there with an attractive person, or at least for me, because I'm just like, oh, well, hi, how are you? Hi, new friend. Bark. Um, but aside from that, he just he put me at ease. He told me what I could expect while we were filming. He told me what the entire process was going to be, what we were going to do first, next, last, uh, what the end game was, what the goal was. Um, and he just put me at ease. He was so just laid back and relaxed and chill. And that's how I really like my sexual situations to be is just really relaxed and chill and laid back, not high pressure, not crazy intense, just a really good, relaxed, incredibly hot time with a hot guy, be it a, a friend or a new friend or whatever you what have you. Um, I just enjoy a really hot, relaxing time um, being, being with my friends, um, and sharing, sharing those experiences. Um, bark, bark, bark. So yeah, I just, I really enjoy, uh, that in a sexual scene. And so it was really nice to just be put at ease and relaxed by the director, talk through things, you know, being, especially being my first scene, uh, with them or ever, there was some paperwork to fill out, you know, just the, the legal necessities. And during that, it, he just did a great job of putting me at ease and making me feel very comfortable in the space um, and engaging in the situation. So I was nervous, but it did not take me long to just go immediately back to being a very excited bark. <laughs> okay, next question. Is it really fun or super awkward? Well, in my case, it was incredibly fun. Um, as as I mentioned about nervousness, I was a little nervous when I got there, which kind of could make you feel awkward. But like I said, 
The director just took his time putting me at ease. It didn't take much because woof, uh, attract, attractive men put me at ease. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was not super awkward, uh, or really awkward at all. Um, my friend was there who was my scene partner, the director who is attractive and is now someone I would say could totally be a new friend. Um, he's, oh, woof, I would do a scene with him. Arr. Um, and so, yeah, it wasn't really awkward. I could totally see it being something that could be awkward for others. And this is where when, when we talked about uh, what's it like doing porn, like it's important to know yourself. You have to be comfortable in what you're going to be doing um, and saying, or well, not saying in porn, I guess, you know, it's not really scripted if you're just like go at it and oh yeah, bark. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, uh, it was just super incredibly fun, not awkward at all. Just a really incredible time. Okay, next question. Was it weird having sex on camera? No. Emphatic no. <laughs> uh, in my case, absolutely not. Not at all weird or strange or awkward or any negative feelings. Um, I've had sex on camera plenty of times before, many more times than I have posted to Xtube because, you know, consent is an important thing. And sometimes what you film is really just for you or you and your partner, partners that you were making that video with. Um, yeah, no, for me, not weird at all. For other people, I could see it being weird. Um, cause if you're really not someone who's into group scenes or threesomes or what have you, uh, having that extra person in the room while you're getting it on might be a bit much for you. In my case, the more the merrier, uh, woof bark. So, you know, uh, it, it was not weird at all. I, I had the best time or would do again. Next question. One of my favorite things is watching porn outtakes. Any funny moments or outtakes? Well, there weren't really any outtakes of our porn. Um, we did take a, a break um, twice because of me. Um, I needed a break a little bit because after getting pounded into oblivion by, by my scene partner, huh, still makes me drool. Err, uh, uh, bark. <laughs> um, I just needed a, a, a bit of a break and even actually a refresh before I, I could uh, finish for myself. <laughs> before we could finish the scene, because I was whew, a little worn out. Bark, it was it was good. Um, but actually, there's uh, there's actually a moment in the video that stayed in the video where we had switched positions. He, he was taking me from behind on all fours and he slams his dick into me and it didn't look as intense a reaction on, on camera as I thought it was going to look. It felt like my eyes went, oh, like super wide when it happened. But watching it back, I was like, oh, actually, my eyes were closed for that moment. <laughs> you know, I guess that's just one of those things that uh, you, you figure out when you watch it back. But, uh, you know, I, like I said, I was lost in the moment, so I wasn't really 
thinking about my reactions or anything, but <laughs> yeah, my, my eyes kind of go big and that is a reaction to my friend's very large dick slamming into me and oh, it felt so good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was very much a, oh my God, that's big. <laughs> like I know it was just in there, but oh wow, that's big. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess if there's an outtake for mine, it's actually in the video. Next question. When's your next shoot? Are you gonna stick with stocky dudes or branch out to other studios? Well, I don't have anything scheduled for the next shoot. Um, I would absolutely love to do more. I would love to do more with stocky dudes because I'm not kidding. I, I had the best time working with them. Um, that just, yes, I had the best time and I would love to do more with stocky dudes. Uh, and I'm not limited. I would absolutely be interested in, uh, considering scenes with other studios as well. Um, there are a lot of other hot, hot, woof, studios out there. Stocky Dudes may be one of my personal favorites, but it is, is not the, the only one that I'm like, oh, <laughs> Bark, I, I could get into this one. Um, and yes, I would, I would absolutely be interested in doing more and branching out Bark. Next. Uh, okay, so this next question is a little bit of a recap, but also has a little bit of uniqueness to it. So we're just going to go ahead and go for it anyways. Uh, how was it? How did you feel? And could you possibly come rock this semi-new pup's bod? Wink. <laughs> um, okay, let's unpack this. Let's start with how was it? As mentioned a few times over the last few questions... Uh, it, it was good. It was, it was good. Really good. <laughs> Bark. Very good. <laughs> How did you feel? Um, well, as I said, I was, first I was excited, then I was a little nervous, then I was right back to excited and incredibly turned on and just, oh, felt good while I was making it, felt really good afterwards. Um, I really I don't have any negative or upset or unhappy feelings of any sort around the entire uh, situation, the singing, the shooting of it, the aftermath, the uh, finished video. Um, I'm really proud of all of it. And I had the best time and it was just incredible. And um, I mean, I, I like rocking pup spots. Woof. So, you know, I mean, if we're in the right place at the same time and things work out. Yeah, more than likely, I'd be willing to rock your bod. Woof. OK, next. What made you do it? Uh, nothing made me do it. No. <laughs> um, why? What made me do it? Well, nothing made me do it um, except myself. Uh, I have, as I mentioned, I've wanted to do porn for a long time. I have auditioned in the past for a site that didn't quite get off the ground. And um, just, yeah, I, I wanted to do it. So that is absolutely what made me do it. Next question. What tips do you have for someone who'd like to try it? Uh, well, actually, I have quite a few tips for someone who might want to do porn. Bark. Uh, tips for someone who'd like to do porn. 
Number one, don't have any hangups. Um, you know, if you're going to do porn, especially if you're not working with a studio that's like, hey, yeah, if you want to set up a scene with a friend that fits our demo demographic, um, then yeah, let's set one up. But if you're working with studio that likes to set up their own scenes and their own uh, matchups for scene partners or, you know, what have you, you can't have any hangups. You got to just be someone who really enjoys sex for what it is, which is an incredibly hot way to bond with another human. So no hangups. Tip number one, no hangups. Tip number two, be willing to do things. Um, you know, different sites that you'll work with, they'll all have different goals. They'll all have different uh, different studios you work with do porn in different ways. Um, Stocky Dudes, for instance, they are primarily a site for bears, cubs, and chubs. Uh, they tend to lean to the chubbier and the heavier and the bear side of things, which woof, <laughs> much woof. Um, and they also tend to be a uh, bareback sex website. So as someone who enjoys bareback sex with multiple partners, that is something that works for me. It's something I'm okay with. It's something me and my partners are okay with. And it's something that is a known risk that I choose to take on myself. And I do so with knowledge and with uh, medicine and things that are important to um, care for yourself. Uh, personal health is really important if you're doing porn or, well, really, if you're having sex at all. And so, you know, I'm on prep with Truvada for pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is why we call it PrEP, because it's much easier to say than pre-exposure prophylaxis. Um, I get, as a part of my PrEP, uh, I also get tested every 90 days or more often. And that just makes sure that I'm keeping tabs on my sexual health for both myself and my partners. Um, and the same is true of a lot of my partners. A lot of us are on prep. Um, and if we're not on prep, a lot of us are on similar testing schedules just to make sure that we are all um, on the same page and having uh, the same safety practices. Uh, safer sex is important and it's it's not always condoms. That's why it's safer sex. Uh, for some people, that does mean a condom every time. If you are someone who wears condoms, you need to make sure that if you're going to do porn, you select a website or you speak with the company and say, hey, I'm down for whatever, but condoms necessary for insertion. Um, because either they're going to say, okay, well, that doesn't really work for what we do as a website, or they're going to say, okay, great. We'll get you paired up or if you've got someone to pair up with and whatever, you know, they'll be down for it if it's that kind of a site that that works for them. Um, so be selective in the site you work with because you want to make sure that what you're comfortable doing and putting yourself out there doing with other people is within your comfort zone. Stay in your comfort zone. If your comfort zone is incompatible, then, well, you might not do porn. It's very simple. Porn is a business. Uh, that's, a, that's another thing. Remember, porn is a business. It is a lot of fun to make porn, 
but it's a business and you got to remember that it's a job. It's not just I'm showing up to have sex with my good friend or with this hot guy or hot girl or whatever your situation is. It's a business. It's a job. You are showing up to do a job on camera. That job happens to include the act of having sex of some kind or another, but it's a job. And so you need to be prepared to do your job when you show up. So yeah, make sure you're prepared. Make sure you know you so that you're not putting yourself in a situation that you're not comfortable with. And my last tip for porn, you got to be comfortable with other people finding out that you did porn because porn by and large goes on the internet. So when it goes on the internet, your face, your body, your nakedness, you are going to be out there everywhere online for everyone to see. And you need to be comfortable with the idea of that. Um, you can't go do porn and be like, oh, yeah, God, I hope my mom never finds out because, well, chances are that could happen. I mean, it's not like your mom is necessarily going to be surfing the porn websites, or maybe she is. I don't know your mom, and I don't want to ask that question to my mom. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want the answer to that question, maybe. <laughs> but you have to be comfortable with the idea that someone in your family, your, your biological family, your parents, your siblings, your aunts and uncles and cousins, someone might come across the porn you made. And you have to be okay and comfortable with the idea of them saying, so you did porn at Thanksgiving. Because, you know, that's where everybody brings up potentially dramatic family things, right? Thanksgiving, you know, we are around the table and people were like, so Johnny, I don't know why Johnny, don't ask questions, just go with it. So Johnny, you did porn. Why did you do porn? Or it might be more like, <clears throat> Elizabeth, is there something you'd like to tell us? Daddy what? Uh, okay, I'm going to stop my horrible acting of a uh, variety of Thanksgiving awfulness. Um, but yeah, no, you have to be comfortable with the idea that someone uh, who you might not usually want to share that part of your life with could find out about it. And then you're going to have to react to that. Um, and so one thing I considered, and this was long ago when I originally thought of doing porn and wanted to do porn. Uh, one thing I considered was what happens if mom and dad find out? What happens if my sister finds out? What happens if my brother-in-law or my cousins find out? How am I going to feel about that? And for, you know, when I was younger, I was not so okay with it. And so I didn't do it. I didn't run a frisky blog on Tumblr where I posted nude pictures of myself uh, or an Xtube where I posted videos of myself or uh, an Instagram where I strip almost naked and sometimes completely naked in very carefully chosen angles and crops because Instagram and Facebook don't allow certain things and I like to keep my profiles but I didn't used to do that because I wasn't comfortable with the idea of what happens when mom finds out. Well, my family is not presently aware that I did porn, but my family is more than aware of the scantily clad Instagram photos that I post. Um, 
so, you know, I mean, I've had my mom ask me, so, okay, you've got the dog mask thing, um, but why do you have to take pictures in your underwear? And I was just like, well, honestly, I take pictures in my underwear because A, I enjoy it, but B, I can also actually make money on that. I'm an affiliate with Amazon.com, and so if I take pictures and I happen to wear some underwear that I bought from Amazon, I can actually monetize that photograph um, by just saying, hey, you know, check out my Amazon store. This is where I got these. Um, and then I make a commission on a sale of one or more pair of underwear, perhaps, if somebody goes to my my Amazon store and buys that. So it's something you just have to be aware of is possible is that people you might not want to find out that you did a thing will find out that you did a thing. They may never find out, but it's a possibility. And so you have to be comfortable with that if if you're going to engage uh, in that activity. So keep that in mind. Next question. What are your thoughts on a pup porn company? I think I can summarize my thoughts on a puppy porn company like this. Woof. Oh my god, yes. Bark. Uh, it would be super hot. Um, I may or may not have had many conversations with many people about the idea of forming a company that makes porn um, specifically of human puppies. Um, if such a site existed, um, and if it were a site that I was involved in the ownership or creation of, uh, it would be a very, very wide variety kind of site. Um, I may be a gay man, but not every puppy is a gay man. Uh, human puppies, it's a kink that's for everyone and anyone to take part in. It doesn't matter your sexuality, your gender, your gender identity, expression, um, your pronouns, none of that matters. Anyone can be a human puppy. Um, so if if I were involved in owning such a site, it would be a very open and accepting and inviting kind of website. There would be gay porn and straight porn and lesbian porn and whatever kind of interactions you can imagine would be the goal of that website to produce if I were owning it. I don't know if I'll own one, but that would be my ideal for a pup porn company um, is that it not just produces hot pornographic content to help get people off, but it also does so in a way that's consistent with what the puppy play community is worldwide, which is a community of many people from many backgrounds and many cultures and many genders and sexualities and expressions of self-identity all in, in one world. Um, and so that I would love to see that. I mean, I might be a gay man, but uh, I'll be honest. I have very much enjoyed quite a bit of straight porn in my day because, I mean, have you seen some of those straight guy butts? Woof. Er, I enjoy looking at that. I also enjoy just looking at big, hard bones pounding inside of things. So woof. Bark. Anyways, uh, a pup porn company? Woof. Very, very much would love to see that one day. <laughs> Bark. Next question. I just want to huge you. I think I think they meant I just want to hug you. Bark. Arr, I love hugs. Arr, arr. <laughs> uh, and also the puppy that sent that question. I know him and he is very sweet and I would 
much love hugs from him anytime. Huge hugs even, Bark. Okay, next question. How does your hubby feel and what are his opinions on me working for porn? Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, uh, before ultimately agreeing to do the scene, uh, I had discussions with my husband because it's very important to not only have that open communication and be honest and say this is something I'd really like to do, it's something I've wanted to do for a while, blah, 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 but also to get their feedback because when you're in a relationship, a marriage, a partnership, a significant relationship of whatever kind, it matters what your partners think. Uh, it matters because it could affect your relationship and you need to know what matters to you. In my case, my relationship with my husband is everything. Um, and so it was incredibly important for me to talk with him and say, hey, how would you feel about this? Here's what the situation is, blah, blah, blah. You know, there are no secrets between us. So I just laid the whole thing out and... Uh, we talked about it and he thought about it and he was good with it. And then when I did the next day, wake up and go, yeah, no, I'm down for this. He was at work. Uh, the scene was ideally going to happen that evening. Uh, so I messaged him and I said, hey, so I've slept on it and I really want to do it. And he was like, cool, go and do it. Have a lot of fun. When is it? Where is it? Just let me know all the details so that way I know you're safe and I know where you're at and I know when I can generally expect to hear from you again. And so I just, you know, kept him appraised, let him know what was going on, where it was going to be happening, what would be going on in the scene ideally or, you know, potentially might be and, you know, hey, you're, you're having sex. Things just you can't pre-plan the entire event that could get maybe a little boring if you know everything that's coming so it's fun to just kind of let go and do um as long as that works for for the site you're working with when you do porn uh but anyway so yeah his opinion was very positive and supportive and it was very important to me that he feel that way um and so yes so my husband very supportive and very happy uh, to support me in doing something I've wanted to do for a long time. Next question. Have you ever done outdoor? Um, I mean, I have been outside, yes. I have been naked outside, yes. I have not shot a porn outside, but I have had sex outside, bark, of varying sorts, all sorts, bark. Woof. <laughs> yes, I have done outdoor. Uh, would do again. Bark. Next question. And this is a two-parter. Okay. What does being in the pup persona feel like? And how was your porn experience? Well, I think... I think we've kind of covered how was my porn experience. It was incredible. I had a wonderful, amazing time. Um, what does the pup persona feel like? Uh, that's a difficult question to answer. Um, pup space, your persona, your headspace of puppy, it's different for everyone. Um, every individual puppy will have their own unique way of feeling and experiencing that pup space. For me, my pup space is very relaxing. I'm able to let go of... Uh, all the all the human thoughts, all the higher brain function, analytical things, and just let go and 
um it, it reminds me of when you're a little kid and you're playing like oh let's go like when you're playing with your friends and you're doing like role play type things but when you're a kid you don't call it that but you're like yeah let's go play x-men and then you go run around and you're like i'm cyclops and you know and someone else is like i'm wolverine chink 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 and you know they're we make our own sound effects and you go run around through woods or whatever and play and be dorky kids um but yeah no uh it's different for everyone and for me it's it reminds me of being a kid again it it actually really connects with that inner child that went away for a long time for me um puppy found that in me and connected with it and that's that's why i'm so ridiculous that's why i'm outgoing that's it's why none of those things are things that were me for about 20 years um more than that actually uh almost 30 years well no almost 25 years uh i i did not connect to that part of me the outgoing goofy couldn't give two shits about what people think just you know happy-go-lucky fun kid um and puppy connects me back to that and it's it's like a it's like meditation in a way it's a great way to just release all that mental stress and relax and reset and move forward happier and better for it um so that's what pup space is for me and my persona um i have i've discussed before i have different levels of pup space um also different varieties uh i have my general puppy space which i was talking about and then i also have varying levels of that so like if i'm out at a a public mosh or in a public situation um i will i'll have one kind of headspace and if i'm in a private situation i will probably allow myself to go more deep into headspace Um, Because in public, A, you don't want to let completely go because you want to be aware of your surroundings and you don't want to be violating other people's consensual spaces uh, by letting go too much, which some people do bark. Um, But yeah, so uh, in addition to that, I also have a bit of a guard dog space, uh, headspace that I can get into at times. Um, I know there was uh, one instance where it, it just, it's when I became aware of it. Uh, I was just out at a bar with some friends. I wrote a blog about this. Um, I was at, at a bar at a pup social and it was the end of the night. We were kind of wrapping up social. We were some of the last people out there. We were just having great conversation, really good, just connecting with each other. And, um, there's this person I noticed off to the side, just staring at me and just, you know, when you get in the pit of your stomach, one of those feelings like, ooh, there's something weird or wrong or something I need to keep an eye on here. Well, I suddenly became aware of that. And then this person walked right through the middle of our group of like six people in a bit of a circle. Um, and his eyes never left me. He literally like just walked by and his eyes just followed me the whole way. Like his head was exorcisting around to keep me in view just walked right by just inches from me. And I'm just like, okay, that was strange. He seemed to go off. So I kind of stopped paying attention for a little bit. And then he did the same thing coming back through our group and just 
stared at me and walked off over off behind my husband again and then kept staring at me. And that's when I instantly became aware that I had a second puppy headspace, which was guard dog, um, or I call it my guard dog headspace. And my normal happy-go-lucky headspace vanished. It was just gone, and all of a sudden guard dog was there and I was on alert. I was puffing up my chest and just kind of like, okay, I need to look more imposing. And right now in this tank top, that doesn't work too well. Like, Ooh, I'm so imposing. Also that headspace isn't here presently, but (laughs) in all of my military camo gear that I had on that night, which I had multiple layers because it was winter. So I looked extra bulky and extra like beefy. And I was just like puffing my chest up and I was just like, okay, Guard dog is here. I'm paying attention to what the fuck is happening here because this is creeping me out. And so then this guy came over and walked right up to me, put his hand on my chest and leaned in and said, you're really sexy. And he was clearly super drunk. And I just looked at him and I'm like, well, thank you. And then he leaned in and he said, you know, you love me. And I was like, "Okay." He's crossing the line. Uh, So I literally took my hand, which I had my gloves that have the the really rough and tough looking plastic uh, textured uh, knuckle pieces on, which helps make me look really intimidating in case I need to, but also just fits my kind of military style I like to do. But I put my hand on his chest and I pushed him away and I said, "Okay, you need to back off. And he just kind of stared at me for a minute in a bit of a drunken stupor. I think he tried to say one more thing. And I was like, you need to go now. And he turned and stumbled off, almost fell over a table or two kind of on his way out. Uh, Another friend of mine who's been in the community a long time, much longer than me. um, He's someone who really builds our pop community in Seattle. Um, and has built it. Anyways, uh, he turns to me, he goes, is everything okay? Do I need to go get a bouncer? I said, I think he's gone. I think I've taken care of this. I was like, if we need a bouncer, I'll physically carry that little scrawny guy to the bouncer. (laughs) But yeah, it was just, uh, it was like our dog is in the house and this is not happening. Uh, It's not okay for you to be acting like this. So took care of it. Anyways, so that's, just a second headspace I discovered I have as a pup. Um, not all the time, but when guard dog is in the house, don't piss him off. Yeah, don't don't piss off guard dog. Uh, so yeah, so as you can see, and that's for me, two headspaces, two different uh, experiences of pup just for me. Um, I'm I know I have others, but we don't need to go into all that detail. Anyways. So, yeah, it's different for everyone. The only way to experience it is to um, try letting go and getting into the spirit of things, Uh, be it as a puppy, a kitty, a pony or whatever. Um, You know, from my perspective as a puppy, especially when I'm in pup space, I I don't really care what animal you identify as. You're just a puppy to me because, you know, I'm like a bio puppy. Um, You know, everything's a puppy until proven otherwise. So, you know, one of the ponies comes up to me at a CPAW event and I'm like, big puppy. And they're like, nay. And I'm like, big puppy with weird bark. 
big puppy, bark. <laughs> and some of the many cats will come up to me and be like, meow, and like and claw at me. And I'm just like, oh, feisty puppy. And they're like, meow. And I'm like, feisty puppy. <laughs> like, that's my, my whole MO is, you know, puppy play. And I'm, I want to experience the world the way my puppies do, my bio puppies do, in that everything is a puppy until proven otherwise. And I love everything until something is wrong and I need to not. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next question. How was the whole sign up process and overall experience leading up? Uh, I think they ran out of space. I think that was leading up to doing porn or to doing whatever. Anyway, so as for the sign up process, as I mentioned, in this case, uh, the sign up process for me was my friend was doing a scene with them, wanted to do another, called me, said, hey, you want to do one with me? And I was like, yes. So <laughs> sign up process was pretty easy in my case this time, but um, there is an application process on their website, Stocky Dudes, also on other websites, uh, where you can go and sign up to do a scene. You can apply to be uh, one of their models. Um, and I've done that in the past. I think actually I may have applied to Stocky Dudes in the distant past. Um, I can't remember if it was Stocky Dudes or another site. I think it was Stocky Dudes. But back, back then I was very teeny. I was not the right body type for the Stocky Dudes demographic. <laughs> um, and another time, another site that was trying to, to form years and years ago, the one I auditioned for, that included an audition. Like, come over, want you to audition. There will be just a bit of self-pleasure and... Um, you know, photographs and a little video taken um, just to kind of see if you're going to be a good fit for our site. Um, and that that website didn't actually get off the ground. Um, but that was also kind of a fun, it was a little different experience. I didn't feel as comfy, but I was also much younger at the time and generally less comfy with my own sexuality and body at that time still. So, you know, um, but anyways, uh, as far as the overall experience leading up to doing the scene, as I mentioned, it was mostly just excitement, uh, a little bit of nervousness, and then the the director just put me right at ease as we were getting ready uh, for the scene. Yay! Much fun. Next question. How did you negotiate on, like, terms of usage of, I'm assuming, image and video and whatever? Well, in the case of doing porn, uh, when you're when you're signing yourself up to be a model for porn, this is and in this case, this was not like a partnership of Far Strider Inc. and Stocky Dudes Inc. going, yeah, let's work together on making a porn. This was a uh, model Far Strider is coming in to do a scene working for Stocky Dudes. Um, so they were hiring me, Far Strider, the person, not Far Strider, the company that puts out some clothing and stuff like that. Um, so it really isn't a negotiation. Um, it's either you are going to sign up and do porn or not. Um, I don't own this footage. I don't own these images. Uh, part of um, part of what we did is some photos. You know, they take some photos for the models, especially like stocky dudes. You know, they have, if you've been to their site, if that's your thing, they have... Um, a section of their website called dudes because you know stocky dudes so here's our dudes and it's 
their models and they have little profiles for each model with some photos. And so, you know, we took a bunch of photos so he'd have a good variety to pick from for that. Um, and also for advertising the scene later and, and whatnot. Um, and so as a part of, as a part of what we did, he, he also said, and I'm going to send you a couple of these photos that you can also use to post and share and, and do stuff with. And I've shared that out on my Instagram several times. I am so incredibly happy with the photos he took of me and the video he took of me. Just, I am so happy with it. It looks so good. But, um, but yeah, there was really no negotiation on terms. It's these images and videos, they belong to Stocky Dudes. Stocky Dudes produced that content. I'm a model who signed up, signed a, a, a model agreement to be in their product. Um, so it's really, it's their footage, it's their stills and video, and uh, Stocky Dudes can use that however they wish. Um, that's what I signed up for, Bark. Next question. What is your day job that allows you to have this kind of side gig? Well, right now, uh, a lot of a lot of people know, um, and for those of you who don't, now you will. I have I'm back in school actually, um, so I'm back in school working on a degree in network administration. Um, previously, I've owned my own uh, business for a long time, um, and uh, so yeah, so went back to school to work on this degree. And um, after making the decision that that's something I was going to be doing, um, I uh, just kind of ran into a situation where while I was making those arrangements, uh, my myself as my puppy, Farstrider, um, which is really it's a 24-7 kind of lifestyle for me. I'm, I'm always Farstrider to some extent. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, I was starting to gain some uh, traction and I, I guess popularity online. I don't really like to think of it as popularity. Just I was having fun sharing my adventures and what I was doing in my life and sharing my message about puppy play out there. And um, some people started to latch on to that. And I looked at that and said, well, you know, I'm going back to school and I want to have a job because I want to earn some money while I'm in school. Um, I don't want to just be like coasting on my husband's income or whatever. And the options were really, really sad. Like either A, go back to retail as some part-time retail slave, which I've been doing my whole life basically um, until I owned my own retail business. And the thought of that was really soul crushing. So instead, I thought, you know what, I'll just, I'm going to lean into what's happening with, uh, with my online presence as Farstrider right now and see if just continuing to do what I do might be able to make money. But how do I want to do that? And I thought, I don't want to just like make money to make money off people. Like that's not what I'm about. I'm like, I don't want to throw up like a PayPal donate to me here button. It doesn't seem useful or legitimate. Well, I was thinking about what I could do and I I watch a lot of YouTube. I really enjoy watching Lachlan play video games and Mr. Miola. I also really enjoy Philip DeFranco and what his team puts out there. Um, I do miss their vlogs right now. That that was really fun. I kind of I get why they're going away from that, but I, I do miss that content. But anyways, I'm a huge fan of a lot of them and I kind of was paying attention to things they were doing to help support 
what they do. And uh, one day, just Philip Tranko happened to make this uh, little, he took a segment of his news show, just a little offhand segment, and he said, hey, you know what, I, I'm going to give you all some free advice here for for new creators coming to the platform or creators in whatever on whatever platform that you're interacting on here here's some free advice get a teespring think about pay, patre, patreon uh or a fans only or only fans um and think about ways you could do that to help support what you're doing he's like because even if it's just like you don't sell a ton earning 10 bucks on a t-shirt or whatever it is is more than earning zero on doing nothing. And so it really kind of his advice, I really paid attention to what he was saying. And I thought, you know, some of this is stuff I could do. Um, I've had people ask me to set up a Patreon and I look at that and I go, you know what though, having like, Oh, uh, at this level you get this. And at that level you get that. And at that level you get that. I'm not there. I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere near that kind of big creator yet where I can a successfully set up something like a Patreon where I can have re- different levels of reward for different uh, levels of investment from fans and uh, followers and such um, and friends and family. Um, but also I don't, I'm so small. I'm a little teeny tiny person just doing my thing. And I look at what uh, other Patreons do, and I'm just like, wow. I mean, I don't have a staff. I have I have a lot of, a lot going on with school. I have a lot of other things going on as well. Besides that, in addition to all these things, I'm doing and enjoying doing, putting myself out there as Far Strider. Like, I can't. I don't really have the resources to be like, I don't know, creating a mug every three months or like even once a year. That oh, at this level, you get a mug or whatever. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I think Patreon is something for maybe one day if I ever get to that point as a creator. Um, so instead, I looked at uh, his other suggestions like Teespring. And so I set up a Teespring store for Far Strider, and that's been very successful. But I looked at it and I said, you know, I don't want this just be all about me because that's contrary to my message and what I like to put out there. And I said, how can I do something that's the purpose is to help support what I'm doing, but also gets others in the community involved. And so I found a great way to do that in partnering with uh, people who are fantastic artists like Graphite and Copper, who have both done designs for my Teespring. Um, And then in addition to Teespring, I, I looked into other opportunities and saw, oh, I have an opportunity as an Amazon affiliate to also set up an influencer store and uh, get into their Amazon merch program, which is basically Amazon's version of Teespring. It's a lot more limited in like scope of clothing, but it also has uh, exclusive things that I can't do on Teespring, like pop sockets, which are really fun. Um, And so I was able to kind of expand that way. I've also been experimenting with Redbubble, which has some other variety. It's just a different variation of Teespring, but kind of spreading myself out there and doing some of these things that were more approachable. Like, yeah, I can do this. I can work with these artists to also like, and we do it as a profit share. So it's like, I don't buy a, a commissioned piece of art from Copper 
for some dollars and then it's mine and I do whatever I want with it. Um, no, what I what I set up with them is a profit share where it's like, okay, so if you have a design you want me to put out, send it my way and you're going to get actually the heavier side of the split on this uh, than I will because it's your design, it's all yours. Uh, otherwise, if I have something I'd like and you make it for me, I'm going to take a little heavier split on that because I came up with both the concept and now I'm going to do all the marketing on the back end and designing it onto products and whatever. Um, and so, yeah, so I work with them and we do it as a profit share. And then um, I just kind of take sales and compute that, uh, the profits on that. And I use a spreadsheet to just split our income. But, um, but yeah, so that is actually... That is my day job now. I am I am Pup Farstrider. Uh, Farstrider merch is the company that does uh, well. It's it's me and my brand, and it is what I do uh, clothing and designs under that label, and uh, I put that out there. Uh, so yeah, Teespring, Redbubble, Amazon.com. Uh, the Amazon merch is actually Prime, which is pretty cool. So it takes a few extra days because it's made to order, so they make it when you order it, but it, once it ships, it ships in two days. So, well, two or three days, whatever, you know, your prime membership gets you. But anyways, um, so yeah, check those out. Links in the description down below, you know, if you want to help support me and, and the designers I work with. Um, some of the designs are all my own, um, like all the paws that I do, though, that paw, I drew that paw, and then I distressed it myself. It is my paw. I drew it from scratch and all the different variations of that paw are mine. Um, my latest collab is with a, a bear friend of mine who is primarily a bear, but also defines himself as a little bit of a puppy. Um, and his Mexican heritage and everything, um, we just, we were talking one day and he was like, yeah, I'd love to see some clothing that kind of celebrates both bear and puppy because he's like I'm a bear but sometimes I'm a little puppy and I'm like oh well I'm a puppy all the time but I'm a cubby puppy because uh, I've, I've got a belly and stuff and and fur and rawr. and so and that's where that new the Parasito line that I recently launched comes from is working with him on that um so yeah, so my day job right now is being Farstrider and putting my merch out there and my links for Amazon and Mr. S. Leather and Fort Troth and all that. And it's all on my website. Um, I don't sell on my website, uh, but I have all the links to everything on my website, farstrider.com. The shop page has links to the, the various stores and affiliates that I work with. And those are great ways uh, if anybody wants to support what I do and how I do it. Buying a t-shirt is the great way to, to do that. Okay, next. Boop. Uh, so are you only bottom or sometimes top? <laughs> well, in my scene that I did with Stocky Dudes, I am all bottom in that scene. <laughs> Woof. Uh, but I am I'm sexually I'm versatile and so I bottom and top equally. Um, it really just depends who I'm with and what their uh, personal proclivities are, whether I will be topping or bottoming or my favorite, which is both. You know, always both. Always both when you can have both. Always both. Bark. Next.
How did it feel to know people are buying porn to see you in action? I'm not going to lie. I was contacted by a few of my friends spread out around the U.S. and a few uh, fans and followers on different social media outlets who said, you know, I've never paid for porn, but I'm buying a subscription just so I can watch this video. And A, that is such a turn on. I love that there are people out there who are willing to support me in that way. Um, just it's incredible. I love putting myself out there and the fact that other people enjoy what I put out there, be it porn or whatever, and they want to pay for it. Just thank you. Fuck. It, it makes me feel thankful and excited and turned on and humble um, that other people want to support me that much. I, I, I love it. And um, so thank you. Every, anyone and everyone who bought a subscription on Stocky Dudes, subscribed there to see me, thank you. Um, and please stick around on that website because, I mean, I've got one scene on there now. I hope to do more in the future. Honestly, I'd love to do more with them. Um, but there are some incredibly hot men on there, some of whom I actually know personally. Um, and... Uh, other than my scene partner. And uh, I do have uh, two other friends who are also sometimes playmates who have also done videos on there. Um, I have a, a third friend who is a, in the past been a playmate um, who has a scene on there. And I also uh, know a few other uh, of their models as well who I've been chatting with from before when I was on their site. Um, so... Stick around on there, please, because there there's always something really freaking hot. And if you enjoyed my scene, you're going to enjoy the rest of the content on Stocky Dudes. Woof. Uh, but yeah, no, how did it feel to know that um, it it feels humbling and thankful and incredible. And it's also a huge turn on as an exhibitionist. Woof. Bark. Okay, next question. What's it like to be directed in sex? Or is it more free-flowing? Well, I think you'll find that uh, how much direction is or isn't given will vary by the company making the, making the video um, and will also vary by the uh, models in the scene. Um, in the case of my scene... Uh, a lot of our direction came up front before the scene um, because at Stocky Dudes, they like it to be natural and free flowing and like they want to capture the hotness of this interaction between the models in the scene. They don't want to be like stopping what's happening to reposition or whatever. So a lot of our direction came up front. We had a little bit of direction during. It was never, it never felt interrupting or anything it was it was just super fun and comfy and be an exhibitionist enjoy being watched and told what to do earth um <laughs> that's not really exhibitionism being told what to do but i do enjoy being told what to do and when to do it sometimes bark yeah what was it like to be directed in sex uh, in my case it was more free-flowing during the scene um and more direction ahead of the scene um, yeah, it, it was super fun. Um, I know there are other scenes out there and companies that do more directing during, 
Um, and you know, I've over the years I've seen a few like behind the scenes clips posted by stars online and whatnot uh, from when they were doing their scenes. Um, and to my to my ears and eyes, it didn't seem really invasive. It seemed really just like, oh yeah, no, this is what we're going to do now, and this is what we're going to do then, and next, and what have you. Um, so yeah, it, what what's it like? It's hot. Woof. Okay, next question. How did you prepare for the scene? With a shower shot. <laughs> no, really. Uh, I knew I was going to be the bottom in this scene. Um, and so I, I prepared with a shower shot. I took I took care to uh, get myself cleaned out inside, cleaned inside and out for my scene with my scene partner. Um, you know, uh, a podcaster on the No Safe Word podcast, Daddy Tony, he likes to say, good boys don't serve gravy. Bark. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, how did I prepare? I actually had a class that day. I went to class and then I came home and I spent the rest of my afternoon just in a relaxed fashion, getting myself cleaned up and prepared inside and out for whatever was going to happen that evening. Um, because our shoot happened in the evening. Uh, so yeah, I just kind of relaxed, took some time for myself to make sure that a, my headspace was on right. Um, cause you know, you can't show up to do something like this or most anything. If you're you know, in a bad headspace, you want to be in a good headspace if you're going to do something like this. So I made sure I had my head taken care of, I made sure I had my body taken care of. And I made sure that I was uh, clean inside and out so that we could get into all manner of activities. Bark. Next question. What was your biggest worry about doing porn? My biggest worry. Um, honestly, I didn't really have a whole lot of worries. Um, I talked about this earlier um, in that you have to be comfortable with what you're choosing to do. Um my biggest worry would maybe be, oh, somehow mom finds out I did porn and then we have to explain that, well, yes, Josh and I do not have a closed monogamous marriage. We have an open marriage. We're exploring the ideas of polyamory a little bit and we uh, have an open sexual relationship where we explore our sexuality and whatnot with others. Um that's my biggest worry. And honestly, it's not really a big worry. Um, my family is has always been very supportive. It's not judgmental. Um, it took me a while to be willing to come out to them as a puppy, but I have done that. My parents know I'm a human puppy. My sister knows everything um, because she's little Ms. I like to Google everything. And so <laughs> funny, quick story. Um we were at a, a family function uh, a year and a half or so ago and all dressed up. And I had my old collar, the slim one on, and um, it was hiding under my dress shirt because it was a dressy event. And but my sister saw the chain and she's like, oh, hey, what's this? And like totally violated <laughs> collar etiquette. But she's not someone who's in the 
in my kink scene in Seattle. And so, you know, maybe she doesn't know about collar etiquette to ask before touching and grabbing. But also, I'm kind of a friendly puppy. I don't really care if people grab my collar and check it out as long as they're not, you know, pulling me around. Um, but anyways, uh, she grabbed it and she's like reading my C-Paw tag. And then she's like reading the back of my name tag. And she's like, what's this all about? I'm like, I'll have to tell you more later. Uh, but that's C-Paw, Seattle Pups and Handlers. And I'm a member and uh, I'm also uh, a puppy. And that's my name. And I was like, don't Google me. Well, of course, it's my sister. I should not have said that. It didn't matter. She was going to Google me one way or another. She knows everything. She knows that we're sexually open. She knows that there's a bit of polyamory going on uh, being explored. She knows that I'm a human puppy. She probably now knows that I did porn, although we haven't had that discussion. Um, yeah, but my sister doesn't judge. She's super fucking awesome. I love her. And my family doesn't judge either. They know I'm a puppy. They don't necessarily completely get all the aspects of it, um, but they're supportive and they ask questions. And um, yeah, I, I have a great family. But, um, you know, yeah, that so that was my biggest worry, but it wasn't really a worry uh, at this time in my life, given my situation. Next question. What about a future experience? Like when we do a scene together, puppy. Mmm. Naughty faces. Bark, bark, bark. Oh. Well, uh, I know the person who sent this in, and you know what we'll get into, puppy. Bark. Arr. Uh... Yeah, so a future experience, I would love to do more porn, like I said. Um, and also, I just, I'm, I enjoy sex. I really do. I enjoy it with multiple partners. I enjoy new partners. I enjoy repeat partners, um, especially when it was a really good time and fun was had by all. Um, repeat partners is fun. And this particular puppy who sent this question in, you know, you know that. You got me all kinds of drooly all the time. You're very, very woofy puppy. And I would very much enjoy getting all kinds of frisky with you, puppy. Bark. Also, I would do porn with you. Yes. Okay, next question. Is this the start of your porn career? Um, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a career yet. I've made one video <laughs> and I don't count my X tube because that is super amateur. I don't charge for it because I don't feel like it's of that quality. And, um, uh, also it's very infrequent, but, um, uh, if I do more, if, if I get invited to do more scenes for stocky dudes or whatever other websites out there, um, then yes, you would be able to say that this was the start of Farstrider's porn career. Bark. <laughs> uh, I hope it is. Um, next question. How long does a shoot go for? Is it a once you've come, you're done thing? Uh, again, as with a lot of things, I think this varies company to company, shoot to shoot, scene to scene. Um, our scene, uh, our 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 engagement with stocky dudes, me and my scene partners, it went on for a couple hours. Um, you know, and that include doing photography and shooting the scene and um, administrative things that also happened. Also, some cool down time after the scene. Um, and so, yeah, so it was just a couple hours. And as far as once you've come, you're done thing. 
again, that really depends on who you're working with and what their needs, desires, wants, etc. are. Um, I mean, I'm someone who as a top, it's usually once or twice, and then I'm actually done topping. But as someone who's verse, mm, I can keep bottoming. I've not yet found my limit. I mean, I've found where I need to take a break because I need a breather because that's a lot of work. Uh, but I've yet to find the limit on how long I can keep going for. So just because I finished doesn't mean everybody else has to be finished or bark <laughs> would do multiple scenes in a row is what I'm saying. Anyways, um, so, yeah, that varies a lot. Company to company, scene to scene and uh models engaged in the scene to models engaged in the scene next question if you could be any color of okay if you could be any color of crayon in a regular 24 color box what would it be and why according to google the current 24 count box from crayola contains red yellow blue brown orange green violet black carnation pink yellow orange Blue-green, red-violet, red-orange, yellow-green, blue-violet, white, violet-red, dandelion, cerulean, apricot, scarlet, green-yellow, indigo, and gray. Bark. So which color would I be from that? And uh, I guess why? Well, honestly, I, I, would, uh, I would be the green um, because I, I like green. I like, I like green. Um, I just, I like green. So I would be the green, uh, and just the straight up green, not the green yellow. Cause even the green yellow is a nice color too. I am just uh, green. I like green. That's very green. Next hugs and lots of loves pupper. Bark! Arr! I love hugs and love and bark and Ooh, I want to cuddle you. Arr! Bar. Uh, let's see next. What was your favorite part of the shoot? Who would you want your next scene partner to be? Well, this is right into the thick of it, isn't it? Her bark thick. Uh, what was my favorite part of the shoot? My favorite part of the shoot was honestly my favorite part of the shoot. Oh, I don't know. Like all of it. I really enjoyed having my scene partner's bone buried balls deep inside. That felt so good. It was such a good connection between the two of us. Um, I guess just getting to have that experience and share that experience with him. That was my favorite part. It was it was hot. It was incredible. It was awesome. I loved every second of it and just woof. Um, as far as who would I want my next scene partner to be? Well, I guess it would depend on when the scene was happening. If there is a next time, I hope there's a next time. I mean, there's so many people I would, I would love to do a scene with my brother Blitz. If he, if he was up for it, we always have an incredible time, uh, together. It's, it's always incredible, um, with him. And I would, I would love to do that. Uh, as a scene with him, uh, if he was up for that. Um, I'd love to do one with my husband, but I know that's not in my husband's uh, comfort zone. Um, so, you know, that that's why I'm not saying him first. Uh, it's because I already, I know it's not in his comfort zone. So, you know, not going to wish for something that just is not on the table. Um, uh, outside of my husband and my pup brother, 
Um, doing a scene uh, is something I've previously discussed with my alpha. That would certainly be hot. Um, I've also got a lot of interest in doing a scene with, um, well, to be perfectly honest, several of the other stocky dudes models bark. I, yes, I would very much enjoy, uh, well, I'd just enjoy playtime with them, let alone uh, a scene. But if a scene became an opportunity with any one of them, yes, I'd be down for that. Um, and also, I can imagine a lot of my friends, I don't know what their comfort levels are, but uh, a lot of my friends who are also play buddies or who I'd like to be play buddies, um, I yes, I would love to engage in, in that with them. Woof. And so, yeah, so that wraps up our uh, Q&A. That went on much longer than I expected. Anyways, uh, I'm Pop Farstrider. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been a Farstrider podcast, also appearing on YouTube. In the description down below, you will find links that uh, you can use to help support me and what I do. Uh, you'll find a link to my website, farstrider.com. On my website, you'll find the shop page. On my shop page is where you can find links to my Teespring, my Redbubble, my Amazon store, including my Amazon merch. Those are all ways you can support me, just clicking and shopping the Farstrider products. Also, you'll find links to MrSLeather.com uh, where you can support me just by clicking through on my link to shop. Uh, or you can also use my coupon code AFLXJEM and it won't save you any money off of your purchase, uh, but it lets Mr. S know that I sent you their way. Um, also, you'll find a link on my website on the shop page to Fort Trough. Uh, Fort Trough is another company I'm an affiliate with. I love their products. They have a lot of really hot jock straps and sex toys and just, oh, woof. But yeah, so by all means, check out farstrider.com, check out my shop page, and on there you'll find all the different ways you can support me. I go that route because it's not just about me, it's also about you. And it's about, oh, hey, yeah, no, I actually kind of need a new jock strap, or I need some lube, or I need this or that or the other thing. And when you click through on my links, you're doing something you want to do or need to do or would like to do anyways, and buying something for yourself. And as a happenstance, that supports me and I super appreciate it. So Mark, 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 thank you so much for being a part of the Far Strider podcast today. If you have any questions for me, or if you have suggestions or any Anything else you want to reply about, you can email me askpupper at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-P-U-P-P-E-R at gmail.com. So if you have anything you want to email me or ask me or whatnot, you can send those questions to askpupper at gmail.com and maybe that'll appear in a future podcast episode. You never know. Bark. Also, I'm always taking submissions for new, fun, exciting videos to make for YouTube. Uh, I've previously asked for some challenge ideas, and I have a few banked that we're going to work on. But um, yeah, so thank you very much for listening, Farstrider podcast and watching on YouTube. I'm Pup Farstrider, and we will bark at you next time. Bark, 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 bark.